If you've ever wanted to know what would happen in a world where everyone talks in a screamy monotone and where magical koalas appear and are unable to distinguish between good and evil, then boy, do we have a show for you on this episode of WatchBots! everyone welcome to watchbots the podcast about old children's shows and only old children's shows this is ben and i am joined as always by shaylin hello hi and dave hey babies hi i lied the show isn't only about old children's shows um <laughs> i spent a, a good portion of this past thursday's prime episode talking about all the fucking horrifying nightmare shit that's going on in wrestling and video games and comic books and elsewhere, just sexual monsters and people taking advantage of power. And um, we are not experts in this subject, but this is all pretty fucked up. And, you know, um, Shailen summed this up better than I am just kind of rambling into the nothingness. So, over to you. We're going to be careful, as we have always been, to contextualize the bullshit that we present to you. And yes, there's a possibility that a voice actor is a horrible, terrible person, and if that comes up in our weekly research, we'll address it, we will move on. We don't condone that shit. It's bad, obviously. We'll cancel the fucking shit out of you. Um, but we are also a very small operation and we cannot spend tons of hours and man hours, mm -hmm. woman hours, people hours mm -hmm. was, I don't know what the right term is investigating each individual person and every producer, writer, director that's involved in every show that we ever do. So if that ever comes up, shoot us an email. We'll, we'll do an amendment the next week with a two second. Oh, whoops. And uh, we're sorry we'll, if we'll that's a problem. May a couple of the week. Indeed. We don't like monsters. Sexual assaulters, mm -hmm. offenders, True. rapists, etc. Racists. We don't mm -hmm. like those either. Yes. Anything else to add? Murderers. We're down with murder. <laughs> we don't like murderers. We're down with murderers. We're not down with murderers. Oh, I was oh, thumbs down. Down with murderers. Yeah. Okay. Oh, down. Oh, okay. It's okay. like a slogan. Uh, Sorry, yeah. we are not down with murderers, folks. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> oh boy. They're not cool too. Oh boy. The world's a horrible place, and we want to contribute to the happy, lighthearted part of it. Yeah, you know, uh, some rogue reviewer called us, they accused us of being obsessed with being woke like a year and a half ago, and we've gotten just hours and hours out of that joke. And, and this isn't that. It's just, you know, the baseline is don't be a fucking monster. Uh, and if you are a monster or think that, you know, anything that's been going on or you're one of these people like demanding evidence in Twitter, you can just kindly uh stop playing now unsubscribe and we will we'll catch you later <laughs> goodbye I'm w i was waving towards the camera where dave is which isn't to say <laughs> that, but, um i was making a statement jerk <laughs> it's true 
It's true. I added you once on Twitter and now you're all over me. Mm -hmm. God. Conspiracy theories and things. So we're going to be all about positivity here. So with that, I would like to spend a moment talking about the new Unsolved Mysteries again. Please. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trailer came out. Because nothing's uplifting like talking about Unsolved Murders. What a smooth transition. That's why I'm a professional. The trailer came out yesterday and it looks exactly like what I feared it would be. Yeah. It, it looks exactly like American Vandal. You can tell like they have the, their crane shots and the way that they're shooting like no. their no, interviews. No, no, no. No, don't do that to me, show. I want bring back the, the foggy purple room in the the op center with all the faceless people working on on like different exactly. mysteries. And Keely Shea Smith. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think so it's going to be one mystery. So they're releasing the first six mysteries. I don't know if it's like an hour of mystery. I kind of hope it's not. Cuz it gets I don't know, it just gets dull. Like they they played the music a little bit like there was some piano of the original theme and then they flashed the logo and it was all like 2020 fied. You know what I mean? Uh, so it just made me want to fucking fall off a building. Sans serif. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? um? <laughs> it's a, that's a Helvetica font. What's your favorite kind of unsolved mystery mystery? I was always the murder mystery guy. Mm -hmm. I like those a lot. My sister was big into the paranormal stuff oh no 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 those, those, um, those. Oh, i mean well I, when i say big into it it was like that affected her the most mm -hmm. what about you guys so there are two i this is revealing i like the serial killer ones um <laughs> yeah. like those a lot just today i was reading about jeffrey dahmer for the 60 or 70th time i also liked the sort of unexplained disappearances or like you know what i mean like there's just stuff happening to people and it's not paranormal so there's the old woman who was claiming she had been attacked by somebody periodically for years and years. Oh, even yeah. when her house was under surveillance and there were people in the house, like she yes. kept getting fucked up and people were like, there was like graffiti on the house and nobody ever knew what happened. That's what she I just liked. disappeared, right? I think she died eventually. She died. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Unsolved. Yeah. I like the, the criminals who evaporate into the night after committing, like not necessarily murder, but like, the wild extortion, like the guy who married six different women and stole like a hundred thousand dollars from each one of them. And mm -hmm, then like mm -hmm. those ones are always for some reason they're like they're less emotional for me. Sure. Because and I'm just like, oh man, what kind of receipts did he use? What did he say to them to convince them of this? Mm -hmm. But deep down inside, like the murder ones are always more interesting. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing to admit to. I'm gonna ask both of you a quick question. This is a, it's a screening question. Okay. <laughs> All right. A woman attends her sister's funeral and she meets the man of her dreams. She falls head over heels in love. He appears to also like her. The next day she kills her brother. Why? Because the doctor was the mother. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. It was, they had, he had caught a big fish. Dave? And his arms were slashed by the glass in the phone booth. Put a hole in the barrel, and that's what makes it lighter. So she killed him because he was actually her brother. Jalen, I swear no. we we just put out that rambling, stuttery statement about trying to be good people. If this is like some <laughs> fucking psychosis test, it is a psychosis test. Oh I heard about that. I heard on the radio. 
normal people Jesus Christ. normal standard people try to come up with actual reasons like Dave just did where he was like oh it turns out it's her brother and she's disappointed so murder right the first time I someone asked me that question I said so she could see the man at the next funeral of course and it never occurred to me that there would be another reason mm-hmm. and I was told that that is how every single member of the serial killer population that was incarcerated in the year that I heard the question answered and I went fuck Good deal. Good deal. Oh, so you're crazy. Um, I operate differently than some people. I don't know why I put a question mark at that at the end of that sentence. <laughs> you know what my favorite unsolved mysteries thing is, though? No. Is it the music? That's my favorite. It's and also the, Robert Stack. It's something that, by definition, the new show won't have unless they've done like lots of production work after. The updates. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. fucking better than going to Pluto TV pulling up an unsolved mysteries where they were going in like all of these crazy directions. Like there was the one where a house was just on fire and it had exploded. And there were all these conspiracy theories about arson and revenge. And then the update comes and it's like, Oh, there they discovered there was a, just a leaky gas pipe. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> Oh man, all that work and all of that vitriol just was like, Oh Yeah. I love those mysteries though, like because they're like you know they just explore like all the person whose house burned down. Mm-hmm. They explore like all of the relationships and like the tenuous like fraught relationships they have with their neighbors or their things, and like it uncovers all this dirt. And it's just like, oh, oops, leaky gas. <laughs> oops. <laughs> so sorry for putting all your dirty laundry out there. Whole neighborhood <laughs> 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 was not our intent. The one where the guy starts off as being like a helper around the dude's farm mm-hmm. and then over time slowly oh, overtakes yeah. the guy's farm and completely imprisons the family and then kills them or starves them to death. They think yeah. in the cellar. Woo. The update on that one is really disconcerting because the update is that he served all of his time in jail and he has been paroled and no one knows where he is anymore. Yeah. That's the thing about these stories from like 1981. Oh, they've served their time and have been released. And it's just like, Oh man, that guy killed like 20 people. <laughs> Fucking crazy. <laughs> My favorite thing about Unsolved Mysteries was um, when they did the police sketches, right? They'd reveal, like, this is what the person looks like, and it's, like, all, you know, the, the, the ink drawing or whatever. My family and I would, every time they would, like, you could tell it was coming up, we would just say, like, it's dad. It's dad. <laughs> it's going to be dad. So, how many it times, was never my father. Okay, I was going to say, how many times did it actually look like your dad? Because a lot of those reenactors look like my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got a very generic looking face mm-hmm. i just like i don't know what that says about us in our relationship with our father that we think he's like a con man murderer alien oh the alien episodes i forgot about those yeah those are yeah. good though yeah the exposure that the the unsolved mysteries brought to the men in black as a conspiracy mm-hmm. created an entire will smith enterprise and what a will smith enterprise it is there's no way that's a man in that's the men in. That's right. That is how the song goes. Another brief topic here. Michael Keaton Batman coming back. Woo! It seems like to be in the new Flash movie. So he'll be in the DC extended universe. Now, I'm very excited about this. 1989 Batman, one of the formative pieces of my life is not understating it, which is quite a thing. <laughs> And, you know, Michael Keaton did a great job in that role, and he's had his resurgence over the last five years or so. So I think it'll be great to see him back in this sort of grizzled old Batman, Nick Fury kind of role. 
Is it just me? Or are you guys excited for, for Keaton to be back? So I'm ex- in black. I'm excited about the concept of it, but I have found that the DC universe as of late is pretty bunk. Right. So he will be a gem in that franchise, and I'm sure that he will somehow suffer, and I'm not looking forward to that. Right. But yeah, seeing yeah. him as Batman, I'm stoked. I'm I'm stoked and psyched, which is stoked apparently. I like it. Yeah, I, I, same thoughts. Like Keaton as Batman. Like if they're trying to connect all those universes, that'll be fun. But they have to do it in a way where they just throw everything at the wall so they can undo the shit they've done for the past few movies. Wonder Woman was probably the exception to the good movies. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman was good. Or, or to the to the DC movie. I have heard Shazam is oh good. Yes, but I have not. Shazam is good. Okay, and it's they have the tie-in at the end. There's a cameo, but like it can s- probably stand alone. I think that's what most of these DC movies should do: is just stand alone. That's where they seem to succeed mostly. Well, that's where I'm getting concerned. Is so they have the universe right? So Henry Cavill's Batman and and Wonder Woman and Shazam, kind of, and this Michael Keaton and the Flash, but then. They're still producing the Robert Pattinson Batman, which is separate. And I mean, from like the very, very little we've seen looks really cool, but it's it's sort of like this is what got DC into problems with the comics is just they kept resetting the universe and there were all these offshoots and it's just the world is too fucking stupid. Like, I don't want to sound elitist, but the world is going to be too <laughs> stupid to understand how all that fits together. Right. Yeah. Because immediately... Yeah. It was said from like the moment that that Joker movie was announced, this is going to be a standalone. Like we're not planning on integrating Joaquin Phoenix into the universe. God, and like for the past year and a half, it's like, oh man, when is he going to meet Ben Affleck's Batman? And it's just fine. Like if it's going to be a standalone <laughs> thing, that's fine. But then also, you, it's I think it's tough having two Batman going concurrently. That's too fucking greedy. I agree. I feel like even DC with the Flash, mm-hmm. just the Flash comic book. Is very confusing for people because there are many flashes. The flashes, but if they, but if they stick to one, that's fine. And if they, they stick to yeah. one, it will work. But I feel like even from that single comic book series, they should have learned this lesson, right? And they have not. And it's like you're you're many years into this. You are decades into this. But what you don't know is that Warner Brothers, before it was called Warner Brothers, so now we're going back almost a century, was called Icarus Films. Why? Because they flew too close to the sun, and I, I fear that, that, that DNA has not left them. You're lying. Hashtag check my facts. No, onus is on you. So this week, we are... I'm not biting. <laughs> moving <laughs> in a bizarre direction, a show that I've chewed on a lot this week. You know, a show I think we could spend four minutes on or four hours and I'm not really sure which direction we're headed. This is Noozles. And Dave, you <laughs> brought this back from the, the depths of hell. And Unearthed this gem. <laughs> what gives you the right? I feel like I have like memento disease sure. with this. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, is that real? Did I did I make that up? Is that a real thing? So I'll I'll Google it and be like, oh no, it's a it's a real thing. And then immediately I will forget that I Googled it, that I forgot like the name and the information mm-hmm. I read about it. I forgot that it was a thing. And then a year or two later, I'll be like, is that a magical koala cartoon? Oh, yeah, I'll Google it. And it happens over and over again. It's cyclical. Yeah, I mean, just 
finally, I remembered it. I found it. I sent it to you guys to like preserve this and make sure that I wasn't crazy and that it mm-hmm. existed. Um, so I think all three of us now know that it exists. That's true. Now our listeners know that it <laughs> that it exists. And so for better or for worse. Yeah. Less than a cartoon you enjoyed. This is really just us reassuring that you did live your childhood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's good to have context. And I mean, like, we're supposed to explore the good and the bad here. Um, right. And this clearly falls on the latter side of that <laughs> stuff. Are you guys big koala fans? You in the koala club? I mean, I think I like they're- animals. I think they're fucking adorable. Sure. Except when they're mean. Have you ever seen a, an angry koala when they get wet? <laughs> Just once, but refresh. I saw a video of like that. <laughs> it's like- Old gremlins when you get a gremlin wet mm-hmm. but it's koalas it's so they, they spawn green lizard incarnations of themselves they don't go quite that far but i'm sure they served as part of the inspiration they look so mean hmm. they're fucking awesome i love koalas i really like animals in general though you're right you're not wrong so right. you weren't going to get a no answer did you enjoy watching the show i was confused as hell oh man yeah this is trippy shit imagine being a five-year-old yeah yeah. <laughs> so the backstory of this, as always, I always get more out of these things than I think I'm going to. The year was 1984. Tama Zoo in Tokyo got their very first koala straight from Australia, and it set off a literal koala craze in Japan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, this is great. And out of this came two different koala cartoons so there's one that in english is called adventures of the little koala also was later brought to nickelodeon as part of nick jr right so that's a separate anime brought to nickelodeon about koalas this one is called the wondrous koala blinky and it's by the company nippon animation and they i believe that they're still active to this day but they have done just like they've been pumping out cartoons not a lot of them looked quality. They did a lot based off of things like Tom Sawyer. So there's a Tom huh. Sawyer anime, which is just wild. And they've done huh. like lots of like Gundam type things over the years. Not Gundam itself, but sort of that ilk of stuff. As you might expect from an anime, I don't want to get too far down the plot line of the show because it's just, it's in depth. If you go to the Wikipedia page, the plot description for this 22 episode show is like seven paragraphs. But just for a quick sum up. For context, right? Sandy, who's the main girl, gets a stuffed koala from her missing grandfather and somehow knows to give it like one of those old nose nuzzles. Hmm. Or a noozle, if you will. (laughs) It brings the bear to life. The bear is Blinky. Then Blinky's sister Pinky shows up out of nowhere. They're from Koala Walla Land. It started off pretty innocent, but then they take Sandy to Koala Walla Land where humans are forbidden and they are instantly imprisoned. So she has to wear a koala head, which we saw in the intro and is fucking scary. It is alarming. And then the high dinghy doo is the head of koala walla land. Sandy's dad is an explorer. There's crystals involved to stop the world from exploding and combining. And then it ends with the bears being shut off in koala walla land forever. I'm sorry, marsupials. We all know koala bears aren't bears. That's true. Hashtag check my facts. And that's all over 22 episodes here. We've talked about Haim Saban in the past. Oh, boy. And Haim Saban is, I'll just say it, he's a renaissance man. 
Um, <laughs> he, world traveler with his partner Shuki Levy, did a lot of theme music to things. We've talked about him in the past. He's most known and is fucking filthy rich because of the Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he specialized in getting these foreign properties, generally Japanese properties, localizing them to different countries, getting them onto syndication, and that's how he made his fortune. A really interesting guy. Listeners, if you haven't watched the Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us, the Power Rangers episode, he's all over it. He's this super charismatic guy. This was one of his things. So when you think about a show like The Power Rangers, where it was campy, but it felt like there was some quality and some effort put behind it, right? I'll agree with effort. This doesn't feel that way. <laughs> I'd agree with campy. <laughs> there are there are a lot of different ways to bring an anime into, I'm just going to say, American culture, right? You can do subtitles. You can dub it. You know, you can do a lot of different things to try to make it feel right for the more local audience. So there's a company called Funimation that does a ton of English language dubbing now for Japanese shows. So they hire voice actors. They go through the whole thing. They make the script feel as close to the original as possible. They generally put out a good quality product. So if you've ever seen any of the Dragon Balls, that's done by Funimation. And it's not perfect, but you know it, it's worth it. This localization, I don't know who did it, but it feels so chintzy and so bad. And you could say that the video quality is because it's a 35-year-old show that we watched on YouTube. I, I remember it looking this bad, though. Yeah. Like it, it, oh, yeah. It looks it, like they yeah, animated it on like tissue paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, no, that's watercolor. No, your, your, your ink is just running. But <laughs> what we will talk about here, I, I imagine for a bit, is just how these characters are portrayed by their voice cast. And it's kind of surprising because I spent some time looking at this. I stole Shailen's old bit that she has tried to retire, and I looked at a lot of the voice actors. Predominantly, the cast is American voice actors who have done a lot of anime. Mm -hmm. So why none of them can seem to talk like a human or an animal or like grasp anything was sort of surprising. I blame the directors. There's two exceptions. One is Cheryl Chase, who was the voice of Angelica Pickles. She was the voice of Pinky. She left after nine episodes. (laughs) I, I like to think she was just like, fuck this. The other one is a fun Easter egg. Do you guys remember the name Heidi Lenhart? Oh, yes. Very much so. <laughs> Serve dudes with attitude. That's right. So listeners, if you did not listen to our California Dreams episode, Heidi Lenhart was an actress who played a just a screeching, yelly, angry girl. And here she voiced Sandy, who is another screeching, yelling girl. But here's the connection. And we talked about this on California Dreams, but I forgot about it. Heidi Lenhart's mom married Haim Saban in 1987. That's right. This show came out in 1988. So she is Haim Saban's stepdaughter. So nepotism in action, which is to say, you know, if my dad wants to get remarried to somebody famous and get me a good job, (laughs) that would be cool. It all connects. I'll, uh, I'll set my dad up. But you put all that together. <laughs> He'll be thrilled. <laughs> and, and you come out You come out with, with Noozles, which is just an amazing name for a show. So th- it's going to be so great when your dad marries Kath Susie. 
that would be great. Holy uh, shit. We can get, we I can would get, die. We can interview her on the show and, yeah. and she'll go, what, what are spend you guys, so much what? time on that. <laughs> so we'll Start say, calling yeah. her mom immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And would that be so wrong? No, I, I don't think so. No. Don't I deserve a little happiness? Uh, I mean, my dad. Don't I deserve a little good fortune through nepotism? <laughs> you, what about me? You deserve a mother with many voices, like like you never had. Yeah, your came, mom just has the regular voice. It's true. Yeah, I came real close to both inheriting a sub shop and a comic book store. Did did I inherit either of those? No. And I'm not trying to sound entitled because all this happened before I was born. But think how cool I'd be. I could be fucking comic book guy. Look at me now. Some dipshit. Now you're a cartoon guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> it stinks. Anyway, hashtag it stinks. This show, so it aired on Nick Jr. for five years. How many um, episodes were there? 26. For so, five so years? So they just ran it a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, so it ran from 88 to 93. No wonder you questioned your sanity, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the episode we're talking about here. In Japanese, it was called My Strong Child. That's the translation. For some reason, the English title is That Old Pink Magic. It's just, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I mean. Just like think <laughs> maybe one second after you write that sentence and maybe change the title of the show. That is a title that would not fly in this week in June 2020. <laughs> I'm just going to put that <laughs> one out there. Let it linger and there you go. I would like to attribute it to innocence. You need a dirty mind to mm-hmm. run a clean paper. And clearly the people who were naming this episode were just so fucking innocent. It didn't occur to them how bad it sounded. Can I interject as well? Yeah. Now, because the show aired for five years. Double time. <laughs> well, we got a lot to get to. I don't know the initial date that it aired in America. So we're going to go with the original Japanese date, which is September 15th, 1984. What was happening? A lot. Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. We joke around a lot that things were so much cooler back in the day. Because that's what we do. You know, we fucking slick our hair back and we hold our surfboards and we're like, oh man, you kids don't know shit about shit, you know? Uh, Cowabunga kids. But this week in 1984 was fucking crazy. This was all within seven days of seven days uh, of September 15th. The the following things happened. Alex Trebek debuted on Jeopardy. Dan Aykroyd and Bette Midler hosted the first MTV Video Music Awards. What? Weird. (laughs) Which is insane on its own. That is the worst pairing of people I could ever think of. No, you're wrong. That sounds awesome. I'm going to watch that now. The Video Music Awards, I think they still exist. Huh. I remember, it's like... Do people make music videos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to have that same question. It's it's just Weird Al. He wins every one. Oh, okay. (laughs) I mean, the VMEs were a big thing. I mean, in the 90s especially, but this was, that was destination. So, like, I just went Dan Aykroyd and Bette Midler. I but, find them both very funny. So, so for Ghostbusters and be- Beaches, yeah, Ghostbusters was the number one movie in America that week. By the way, yeah. so I guess that fits. All right. On a side note, I got a line on the the Crystal Skull vodka. So Dan Aykroyd's the special oh. one. Dan, Dan Aykroyd's one. Right. It's not just this Crystal Skull vodka. It's the Pride edition of the Crystal Skull vodka. I'm not drinking it unless it's supporting. So, <laughs> if I didn't not want to have somebody show up at my house with it, I, it would be on its way already. But we'll, we'll get there. 
Shailen wouldn't, wouldn't drink to support Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love Dan Aykroyd. Knowledge is their power. Also, things that happened this week. The debut of Transformers in the U.S. All right. We're not done. The series finale of Three's Company. Okay. Which led to the spinoff with John Ritter, which is sometimes called Three's Companies 2. But now its real name is slipping me. Anyway, and also... Isn't a, wasn't the series finale where he uh, where his balls fell out of his short shorts? Is that the one? I think that might have been one of your yeah, imaginary Yeah, and, and then he went to prison. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and also, in, in less happy news, the Cosby Show debuted. So it can't all be good news, but again, we cover the good and the bad here. The Cosby Show, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby, the person aside, did good uh, stuff for America. Hold on. He he, the man, not so much. <laughs> what? Up what until that the... point, how many black doctors were on TV and how many black lawyers were on TV? Was St. Elsewhere on the air at this point? No. Did St. Elsewhere even have a black doctor? No, um, wasn't Denzel Washington in yeah, see, Yeah, see, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. yeah. But I believe that was later. I'm just saying that the concept of the show, positive. Bill Cosby, the man, not a good dude. <laughs> the way this conversation is trending, negative. I'm just saying so, it's not so unhappy magical news. koalas. Talk to me about this magical koala. Yeah, That's right. The biggest thing of all, the 11th episode of the amazing... Blinky Koala aired. That old pink magic. Hachi machi. We talked about Levy and Saban, and they wrote the song for Noozles, and it's a fucking nightmare. It repeats like that four more times. I, I just I just can't. Do you know what the worst part of that song is? All of it. The nose kissing. Yes, the the noozling, the, if the, you will. The noozle, it, the the two noses rub together, and it's just and like just it makes this, like the squeaky noise. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's I like am, if you're eating a fine plate of poutine and you feel those curds. Oh. It's like wearing rubber pants and your thighs mm-hmm. are rubbing together. That is accurate. <laughs> it's like wearing rubber pants when they're already wet. This is so, ironic. I feel like there's a missed opportunity Don't for a horror movie to uh-huh. use this as someone is being like put under some kind of um what is it called when you anesthetize someone? Anesthesia. Like, yes. I'm bad at things. When you like, anesthetize them. I, I got anesthetized. <laughs> but this is the song that starts playing as someone is starting to like lose consciousness against their will. This is like what they play in like John le Carre movies where they're torturing the the English agent and uh, they just repeat this music over and over <laughs> and over again and somehow their nose starts bleeding. I think it's like the new body snatcher. Like. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't know going in that this was Japanese, I would have thought it was French. Huh. The opening intro, and again, this is supposed to draw people in, it's... Like that weird nose nuzzling for a long time. And then Noozles flashes on the screen a bunch. And then Sandy and Blinky, who is a koala bear that's wearing a big ass watch and overalls, they're dancing in front of a star. And then Sandy's walking around with like a koala head on. Like she's like a furry. A nightmare koala head. It's just, it's, it's And then they go flying through holes in the, in like that space time continuum. She looks like a, like a character from like a folk horror movie. Yes. Like she's going to, burn that koala in a wicker man 
yep. statue. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, imagine you're in Japan in 1984, and the, the koala craze is at its peak, and you're, you're getting the show together, and you're like, hmm, they got to be magic. We got to <laughs> make the koalas magic. <laughs> We, what does it mean? People love koalas, but you know what they love more? They love koalas that are involved in this interdimensional intrigue. We need to write this massive, massively important story. <laughs> and what a story it is. Indeed. It's like magical realism. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> Except like, nothing is realistic whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just magical. It's just yeah. magical. It, magical in our hearts. So we open up with the cheapest introduction that I think I've seen in a while. It's 90 seconds of Pinky reading a story. So it's just still images while she reads a story, right? Let's get a little flavor. Once upon a time, there lived an old koala named George who traveled around the world spreading love and kindness wherever he... So it goes on like that for, for a long time. And uh, punctuation doesn't <laughs> matter. And you better get used to the fact that there's never going to be a period on a sentence until someone else interrupts. <laughs> they say Pinky's from Koala Walla Land, but she'll always be from Long Island to me. You know? I think um, the song aside, like this is where I was like, oh, fuck, what did I do? <laughs> because like her rapid fire storytelling that Shailen just perfectly exemplified here. Along with these still shots that would change every, I don't know, 10 seconds, the pacing was so off and it set the tone for the rest of the show. Yeah, because yep. to an extent you can forgive it because she's a koala bear, like the way that she talks. But like, I was really having trouble like picking it out. And I, I was like, oh, surely the whole show's not going to be like this, but every character talks this way. Like, we'll get to it with Sandy in a second, but it's like everybody is. You're not going to get away with this. And it's just maybe, it, you know, it's a YouTube video from a VHS recording from a show that aired in 1988 in America. So maybe that's part of it. But it just. I don't think YouTube took commas and periods out of the sentences. Though. Because I the agree. audio feels fairly clear. Like there's not a lot of static. It just is. Yeah. Oh, boy. So the point of the story is there is a old koala who is looking for some eucalyptus to share and the girl koala who is pinky but is not pinky won't give him any but then he finds another bear named well it's blinky but it's not blinky they don't and name them blinky gives him eucalyptus and then the old koala gives blinky a seed which he says to plant it with love that's right plant it with love and then he plants plant that seed with love <laughs> he plants the seed and a big eucalyptus tree grows and then they have a lot of eucalyptus and it's like well if that guy had the seed i couldn't he just planted it and got but thank you the point of this is the story's about kindness and it's this just takes such a long time and i immediately was disengaged as pinky puts this book back in her sack or whatever and then we see our human protagonist. This is Sandy, right? So Sandy comes in and she's, how I don't know how old Sandy's supposed to be. School age. School. She's not a teenager. Her homework assignment is making an apron. So I'll say like 12. I would are, we, say, are we comfortable with 12? I'd say 10 to 12. She's. Yeah, it's fair. Disturbing. It's disturbing to like here. Oh, yes. But okay. I'm holding off the clips for a minute here. We'll start with looks. And not in like, oh, she's gross, but she's wearing this ridiculously short skirt <laughs> and it's it's very noticeable. And the way that she's drawn is it's as if you put a girl's body on literal pieces of wet spaghetti, right? Her 
elbows and knees or not elbows yeah. and knees they're just yeah. curves and she's made out of rubber hoses yeah it's it's and grotesque her head looks like that nicholas cage bruce willis bird hair thing it's like okay so i will bring up somebody who is a monster here you guys remember oscar pistorius yeah. the south african runner with the the fake legs and you know he was a fucking murderer and a hor- horrible person but sandy's legs if you turn them around, they would look like Oscar Pistorius legs. They're very skinny. <laughs> that was a very I, long way to get there. Is that what Blinky kept calling her Blade Runner? Right. I believe it was. There are a lot of similarities between this and Blade Runner for sure. Anyway, so let's meet Sandy. Ah. Welcome home, Sandy. Hmm? Oh, hi, Pinky. Why don't you come outside and play with me? We'll have a great time. I really can't come play with you right now because I have to work hard and finish sewing this new kitchen apron for my homework. <gasps> Pinky, how come you're sitting out on the roof and where's Blinky? <laughs> so another punctuationless character. Why are you sitting out on the roof and where is your brother? It sure seems like Sandy hates Pinky. Oh yeah, she can't yeah. stand it. Her. She hates Pinky like Jenny hated Tiffany. Yeah, yeah. In California Dream. So in that case, it's perfect casting. But she didn't hate Tiffany. She just saw hated her life choices. I mean, that, she that saw that she was making mistakes made. and she was trying to help. Whereas this character, she just hates her. Pinky, the, the, like the show is like fucking Dubliners in, in like what you have to explain. So <laughs> Sandy has to sew an apron. But then she leaves the room and she screams at Pinky to not touch anything. But then Pinky's like, but I can use magic. And then we just we just sharp cut to the mom who's named Tracy. And this is fucking amazing. I I loved this scene with all my heart because <laughs> Tracy is doing dishes, right? And she's just like, oh, man, there's got to be a better way. And then the ShamWow guy showed up and, and, and helped her get it done. Like a dishwasher. <laughs> But Which was a readily available product in 1984. <laughs> My goodness, if only these dishes would wash themselves. <laughs> I have such a headache. <laughs> I'm going to play what really happens, and let's see if we can talk through this. There's always so much to do. Oh, oh. I wish there was a way to wash these faster. Faster? I could do that. Easy. <gasps> Those noises. Those it sounds sound like effects. there's like Mario coin noises. It's like on. Mario coins, but before that, it was like it sounded like anal beads were being pulled oh, out. Man. Like <laughs> so, so Pinky. Holy shit! So Pinky is floating in the back of the kitchen, and she's cleaning the dishes with magic. And the mom is is standing there, and the camera keeps pumping back to her face, and she's going, "Oh no, oh no!" As if there's a murder happening or something, and. She doesn't look around to see what could be doing this. She just stares at these floating dishes and just looks and then fucking faints. Can I ask you guys a question, though? Is this like a fucking profiling question? No, it's not. I don't have any more of those. If you're washing your dishes and all of a sudden they start flying out of your hands and getting washed, Mm -hmm. what is your reaction? I think Ben would really appreciate that. I would be really appreciate if someone would do that for Ben, but that's different. (laughs) What I would really do is just flip the sink. And run. 
I feel like I just I turn my body around and investigate more than just staring and screaming. That's, that's what I'm getting at. But what this raises is a question that is never resolved. Pinky and Blinky are magical, but they are real. So they're not... They're not invisible. Ghostly. Right. Right. Because at random times, different characters see Pinky and Blinky there, and they're talking to them, and they acknowledge it's weird, but they do it, and they also see them flying around, and it's just like, what... Like what? What is happening? Who knows about yeah. these fucking animals? Yeah, but then, but then, <laughs> wild to like counter that, like, and or just confuse things. I don't know. You also have them like they do the Toy Story thing. Like, when someone comes in, they'll kind of like go limp and, yeah. and be a toy. Yeah. So it's it's like this baffling. Like, are well, what are they? Do the people know they exist? Do people not know they exist? It's the worst kept secret if if, if it's the the latter. Mm-hmm. Sandy, not good at keeping secrets. Neither is Pinky. Secret, secret, so mom faints and Sandy walks in the room and uh, again screams at Pinky. Pinky! Here I am! What are you doing? None of this is helped by the fact that Pinky and Sandy sound very much alike. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look down for a moment, if you were some asshole in your mid-30s taking notes on a computer during this, it's a little tough to follow. And you may have to keep skipping backward 10 seconds. I'm just saying. So Sandy's mad. And now we, again, there's a lot of like huge jump cuts here. Oh, we yeah. jump cut outside. And Pinky is in the tree with Blinky. As I've said, Blinky has this huge watch, which I guess is magic, but whatever. And Pinky just starts babbling. Like she says, she says things like this. I even looked up kindness in my koala dictionary. Pinky, you can't learn to be nice from a book. Why the fuck not, Blinky? Pinky, you can't learn to be nice from a book. What's a koala dictionary? Why do they have this? How do people learn empathy? By fucking reading the human experience in books. Yeah, they should have said that on the, the kids' show. Good Jesus, it was wrong. They- Chill, you should have written the show. <laughs> Yeah, Blinky just like handed her like gift of the Magi. He was like, "Here you go. This is how you learn how to be kind." A brief history. And then the rest of, time. of the episode. No, he says you can't do it. <laughs> the rest of the episode was just them reading it. Well, quietly. I don't want to spoil it, but um, she never learns to be kind. But but we'll get there. So P- Blinky, God, Blinky and Pinky, this is gonna fuck me up for the next forty minutes here. He's like, "Well, you can't learn it from a book," and she makes a very special request. Blinky, please show me how. And it, it gets very strange from there. <laughs> and then... Show us how to make love, Homer J. <laughs> they're brother and sister? Yeah. Okay. That's not weird for koalas. Unknown. Okay. I, I have no idea. And listeners, if you know, hit us up. Hashtag koala mating habits. We jump cut back to an exterior view of the house. This is the Brown house. Sandy's last name is Brown. I'm not making some kind of shit joke, Shailen. Okay. <laughs> and you hear a deep man's voice. This is Mr. Brown, and he has sent a letter. I'm on an expedition in the Amazon jungle and won't be home for some time. It's very beautiful here, but the heat is intolerable most of the time. Kelly, you know I think of you every day, and I miss you both very much. Love, Papa. This letter. So she's reading it, right? And first of all, the dad is in 
a jungle somewhere. I, I don't. He tells know where. her the Amazon rainforest. He's, he's very in, direct. Okay, so he's in the Amazon rainforest. But then the line to the mother is like, "Tell the like, Kelly, I love you very much." For whatever reason, for that line, they changed it to Sandy's voice. I don't know why. It just, I mean, they paid him per line, maybe. Maybe, maybe he was much I, more expensive than the producer's uh, stepdaughter. Like it, it made me laugh, and then <laughs> Sandy's like, "I miss my dad so much. I miss him. The written the letter made me so sad." And Pinky wants to be nice. And she's like, wouldn't it be cool if your dad was here right now? And maybe he could be. Because we cut now we Magic. jump now we cut to the fucking rainforest where Mr. Brown and two other dudes, they're in like stereotypical safari gear. They're like they're, they're all dressed like Van, Van Pelt from Jumanji. <laughs> exactly. Ju- Jumanji. 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 Jesus. That's, what we, that's what we call it in Texas. So Jumanji. It's a great movie. They just sit on a rock to take a rest and a cat that is like twinkling gold shows up and him and Mr. Brown get into a growl fight. (laughs) Don't fuck with the Browns, let me tell you. And then Mr. Brown pulls out a fucking elephant gun, right? And then Pinky... (laughs) Oh man, I'm just going to play it. Now you're going to get it. Get what? That hug you wanted from Papa. Pinky, you can't bring Papa home. No. Look out. (laughs) So the sound effects don't really do it justice or justice. But Pinky zaps the dad out of the Amazon rainforest. So the golden. As he's about about to shoot. To pull the trigger. So the. Golden Cat runs into a tree and is never seen again. That's correct. He is zapped into Sandy's room where he is pointing the elephant gun. Still about to pull the trigger. At his daughter now. Ready to do it. And they go, ah. And then Pinky immediately zaps him away. (laughs) Which is a very good decision since he's about to pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Was I the only one who was just hoping that the trigger was pulled and like the show would end? Oh my God. (laughs) That is really dark, Dave. That's grim. Just end this show already. I'm sorry I picked it. But if they had, we wouldn't have been able to get the next like 25 minutes of content, right? Because mm, that's true. That's true. The way that they react to this is 17 more years to go. Completely insane. So Sandy reacts as if Pinky is pulling like a trick or something. Like I don't know if she thought that that was like a manifestation or what, but like they gloss over it really quickly. The dad just ends up back in the rainforest. And you get this. One minute you were here, then all of a sudden you were gone. What on earth is going on around here? It must be the heat. It must be the heat. <laughs> and that's it. So, like, What a scientist. <laughs> it's just because they have to get to the next thing, and I, I totally understand it, but like, what just happened there was completely fucking insane. And, and nobody unnecessary. Seems to care. Yeah, it was unnecessary. Well, the whole show is unnecessary, but... You know, I, I, I saw this and I was like, oh, was like I just saw this alone, isolated, right? It's like, oh, that's weird that her father is an explorer. I didn't realize that it was such a big part of the backstory to the uh, the later episodes yeah. in this, this show. Yeah. The, the, so the dad being an explorer ends up being a humongous plot point later, as does the grandfather's disappearance because he was also an explorer. Hmm. And it all gets tied up with like Koala Walla Land. Yeah. And there's something called a... Um, the, well, the Japanese translation anyway was Philosopher's Stone. Mm-hmm. And they find that, and that's how the key to saving the universe or destroying yeah, it or something it, like that. Yeah, it gives eternal life. It was with Nicholas Flamel. Right. Speaking of horrible people, J.K. Rowling. Anyway, yeah, put her on the list. Um, put her on the list. So 
on the motherfucking list. Pinky rightfully has enough of Sandy just fucking screaming at her constantly. And she's like, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to go live with somebody. So she starts floating around. And she sees an old woman who is carrying a letter, literally ink on a page. It's not like a letter in an envelope. It's just, you can see it looks like a newspaper page, yeah. for God's sake. And she has to mail the letter. So she's approached by somebody who is either like a little girl or like a 50-year-old woman who had mumps. I'm not I'm not sure who this was. I think it's supposed to be like a Girl Scout type person. Okay. So she leads her to a mailbox where she drops the letter in. It had no stamp, no address, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you get this Different nice time. little invitation. Here we go. Kindness like yours should be rewarded. Now, how would you like to have some milk and cookies? Sure. Yeah. What that clip doesn't tell you is that the old woman forcefully grabs this girl's arm. And I'm not joking. She grabs no. her so hard yeah. for fucking milk and cookies and is led this away. was disturbing. I had a lot of <laughs> questions following this moment. Mm-hmm. Is she a kidnapper? How many other kids has she given milk and cookies to? Do they survive? Yeah, I don't know. This is horrifying. So Pinky sees this act of kindness, right? The mumps girl helping the old woman. And she's like, I'm going to be kind too. And she sees what is a mailman. And we know he's a mailman. And he's holding a letter and looking around confusedly. Now, the job of a mailman or a mail carrier, but this is a mailman, is to deliver the mail, right? Right. So you have roots. So you know where things are and there are addresses. <laughs> es mi dia primero. What I'll say about this guy is he appears to have no clue where things are. He just looks really fucking confused. And Pinky floats down to try to help him, right? And I mean, we'll talk more about this interaction, but here's how he reacts to her. It can't be. I must be dreaming. That's it. Please go away now and leave me alone. <laughs> A reasonable reaction, at least. <laughs> It, that was me to this show. Just, what's going on? I don't know what's happening here. Please leave me alone. And she's like, I'm going to help you with the mail. And he's like, is this a prank show? I, I just, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But he's trying to deliver a letter to the Statue of Liberty Boutique. And in a show filled with shoddy localization, the idea of a place being called the Statue of Liberty Boutique really took the cake for me. <laughs> I don't know why this bugged me so much, but it did. This was it was so contrived. This joke or this set piece—I don't know what. what yeah, you, what how you describe it? Whatever this was. Yeah, and the only reason that it's called the Statue of Liberty Boutique is so that she can suck him through a black hole, and they're literally on top of the Statue of Liberty, and they're there for conservatively seven or eight minutes, and the whole time is this guy like clambering up like he, the, whatever like the crown points are on the statue and like he's he's scared to death and he's he's a thick man and <laughs> pinky asks him for for her reward and he says uh, milk ah! <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's fucking falling to his death he's he's gonna fall and she's like well i'm gonna have to be going home now so i can do the same thing for lots of other people bye now she leaves him to die. She goes back through the black hole and she leaves this man to die. Him. She's almost killed Sandy. She's probably going to kill this mailman. This is awful. This character sucks. Yeah. yeah. So much. She's she's not a good character whatsoever. So 
we come back and there's like a newscast going on and the dude's been pulled off of the Statue of Liberty by a paramedics team, all of them wearing masks, I should note. Fucking hashtag wear your mask, you idiots. And he's like stammering like a lunatic. The koala bear put me there. The koala bear. Now, that that is a line I laughed at. But you see that that Sandy and Blinky are watching this. Right. And they sort of like look at each other and they're like, that's got to be Pinky. Because <laughs> they know. They know that she sucks. But Pinky's back in town. And here's where the episode really falls off the rails. Oh. Fell off the rails here? Yes. For you? Even further. Oh, wow. <laughs> you see, we're rolling down the hill sideways in the train now. We are beyond the rails. Rolling. There were, there were no rails. Train stone gathers no moss, but it does gather shit. <laughs> so you got a mom <laughs> and a baby. And they talk about the maternal instinct. And, and Shailen, you're a mother. I am. And maternal instinct is real, I think. I think so. So I don't think you're going to get a lot of moms, at least good moms, who are acting like this woman. Please, Benji, hush now. I know you can't still be hungry because you just ate a little while ago. Oh, pudding! Benji, come on, just settle down. We'll go as soon as I finish this chapter. I promise we will. My name is Pinky. So the mom does not appear to care about this baby at all. The baby clearly hates the mother. Clearly. I'm not. This mother is a central character in the episode, by the way. I try really hard to not parent shame in general. Like different families have different needs. This mom sucks. Like she is so shitty. It's not like. It's not like, hey, Baby, I know that you're screaming your head off and you're unhappy, but I need two minutes to recoup my brain so that I can be a parent again. I'm, she I'm trying brought, to finish the Iliad, baby. Come yeah, on. she <laughs> brought the baby to a park and sat the baby in the sun and is like... It's Dubliner's Tuesday, kid. Shut get the a, fuck up. <laughs> shush yourself while I read my book. You might be soiled. I'm not going to check. Fuck but off, the baby, baby. The baby looks over at Pinky and is delighted. And Pinky's like, I want you to be happy all the time. And then you cut. Like, that's it. You just go to another location. Like, this scene was so jarring. Every scene here, like, what I wonder, and the answer is probably not, is in the original airing, were the episodes longer? Is there stuff that's cut out? Because every yeah. scene shift here feels jarring. There's no continuity, no I transition. I think I read in the Wikipedia article there was um when it got translated for uh, the US mm-hmm. US TV audiences, that it got some heavy, heavy editing for like content okay. and time. This was originally a two hour episode. <laughs> yeah. Well I think there was some horrific stuff they cut out too. Or like stuff not appropriate for kids. Yeah, oh, okay. I was gonna say, because I've been working my way through Dragon Ball for several months and they they don't mind showing off the child nudity there. So none of that is is terribly surprising. But so we cut to another location entirely where a kid is complaining to his father, the Fawns, and he, that he wants blocks. And it sounds like this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, boy, you're the best father in the world. But Benji, I didn't do it. <laughs> I did just to help. couple things. So Pinky shows up. And this is where it's jarring because she was just with the baby. And right. now she's just in this different location. She makes all these blocks fall out of the sky. And the other thing here, and this is what made me laugh, is... Did you guys hear what the father called the kid? No. His name's Benji. The baby was also named Benji. That's so right. They, there are two. Oh. There are two kids in this episode, and they named them both Benji. <laughs> it's so lazy. <laughs> they were both boys, and all the other girl, all, all the girl characters were named Sandy. Yeah, <laughs> they only have two names. So 
Blinky and Sandy are on the search for Pinky. They're trying to make things right. And, um, yeah, it, it's weird. <laughs> what? She looks just like a koala. <laughs> oh, my God. She looks just like a koala. <laughs> they run by. <laughs> You're really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> they run by the mom and the baby. And the mom has a koala head. <laughs> and Sandy points it out that she looks just like a koala. But they're not disturbed by it. The mom doesn't seem to notice at all that she's a koala. It's, a, it's Brundle Koala. <laughs> if you look down, like you can kind of see the tip of your nose. And when you're talking, you can kind of see your lips moving. This woman has no conception that she has ears on the top of her head, that her mouth and nose come out like six inches further than a human's would. It's she's grown a bunch of fur. fur. Yeah. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> so Sandy's like, we gotta fix her, blanket fix her. And he starts fiddling with his watch to get her back to normal. And the baby's laughing, and the mom is none the wiser. Why on earth are you laughing so much? It's as if I look strange to you or something. Hmm. It is as if I look strange to you or something. Hmm. Normal human dialogue. Exactly. Exactly (laughs) how people talk to their children. So just in time, Blinky fixes her, and she doesn't have an aneurysm that she's turned into a monstrosity. We're going to put the mom and the baby aside. We'll be back to them real soon. Now we go to town, and <laughs> the other Benji and his father are on top of a pile of blocks, and Blinky is able to make those disappear. And then we cut back to the fucking jungle, where the blocks start falling on Dr. Brown and his friends, and... Wow, that is weird. Now I know I've seen everything. Wow, that He turned is into weird. a robot no, as the, as the blocks fell on him. It, they have, like, some, like... like 1950s jungle sound effects going on yes. behind him too. Yeah. Like it's it's pretty good. I mean, we yeah, we haven't talked about the music really, but it's all bad. A lot of times it's like circus calliope music, which always gives me a nightmare. So, I don't think that it's all bad. It's just that it's very lighthearted considering the seriousness of the actual content. Right? So okay. it's like oh, we just turned this woman into a half-koala, half-human, weird-the-fly hybrid, and she appears to none be the wiser. It belies the seriousness of what's going on. That's fair. We're coming to the raging conclusion here. So now we cut to a movie. <laughs> like We're just cutting, cutting, cutting. Kids that you have never met before are watching like a fake Godzilla movie, a kaiju movie, if you want to use the real parlance. And they walk out and one kid's like, I bet I could tame that guy and make him my pet. And Pinky's like, oh, I could do that for you. <laughs> and she gets ready. She's going to do the magic. And then Blinky and Sandy tackle her. And Sandy just fucking berates her. You know, like, you're not going to get away with this. She keeps accusing Pinky of trying to get away with things. And I, unless... Sandy knows more about this character than we do. I, I just get the sense that Pinky is dumb and, yeah, and, and ignorant. Yeah. She's not nefarious. Yeah. She's just stupid and like, and she's she's like a child. Well, like, she's a magical koala. Like she's she doesn't know anything about humans. I do want to pick a nit, Dave. I mean, you said she's not nefarious, but if she wasn't nefarious, why would she say this? Now I can be real mean. <laughs> She pissed all over. She pissed all over the ground. So she's so (laughs) upset that 
Sandy has yelled at her, she decides to be mean. And she decides this as she walks down the sidewalk and like slips on a can or something. She flies in the air, (laughs) pours liquid on the ground. And within a half a second, four people have walked by and fallen. None of them have seen the koala flying around. She just makes all these people fall. And then immediately it's like, oh, you know, being nice is more fun. So she has a villain turn. She has a heel turn. Then she turns baby face again. This all happens in about six seconds of screen time. Accurate. It's fucking stellar. So she flies away. And now we're back to the mom and the baby. Now we've got some long clips here. And I want to play them as they aired for the American audience because I think it's important, right? So I'll set this up. The mom has lost her baby. Bad mom has lost her baby. And we don't know where Benji is. And we get a little of this. This might be a little long. Oh, no. Oh. Benji, where are you? Oh, my goodness. Where could he have gotten to? Benji, Benji, where are you? Oh, oh, no. Get out of the street, Benji. Oh, my goodness. I'll never get there in time. (laughs) So... What I've played is the beginning of that scene to when the truck shows up, right? So the mom's running around. She sees that Benji is in the street. We get like this close-up on her face and the screen flashes blue and red. There was that story way back when about Pokemon giving people seizures. I feel like this would have given me a seizure if I had watched much more of it. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is the mom reacts very weirdly and as if she's never emoted before and also as a mom i don't know why she stopped moving she says i'll never get there in time and then doesn't try at all she just stops moving as we find out she is not that far away no at all no so we played the first half of this. I want to play the second half. So a truck driver, when I when I cut the clip, a truck was, was driving up. You just get a glimpse of the truck driver. Here's the second half of that clip. What? Oh, I can't look. I can't think with all that noise and shouting. I'll just make that old truck go away. Fly away, truck. Go somewhere else. <laughs> it's time for some science. That clip is 15 seconds long. So what happens is... The truck driver shows up, sees the baby immediately, like as soon as that clip starts, Mm -hmm. is barreling towards the baby. You never hear a brake squeal or anything. That's correct. Pinky is wandering down the street completely separately, is pissed at how loud the truck is, and makes it float away, right? But I had a thought. It took 15 seconds from the guy noticing the baby in the street to the point at which it almost hits the baby and Pinky sends it away. And I thought... How long would it have taken an actual truck to stop? <laughs> and, and so I looked it up. <laughs> How long, Ben? I assume this was a box truck of some sort. According to the internet, check it out if you have questions. For a large truck moving 55 miles an hour, it would take about six seconds to stop the truck, and the truck will have traveled <laughs> about 500 feet. I don't think that truck was moving 55 miles an hour because it appeared to be a small city street. Right. And he was driving for 15 seconds and never even touched the brakes. So, I mean, either that guy's negligent or a stone-cold killer. Option three, Mm -hmm. no feet, amputee. Okay. I don't know how he's driving. Be a terrible trucker. Right. But here he is. This was so weird. Um, I can't believe this turned into Pet (laughs) Cemetery. That's what Jalen said, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a good reference. (laughs) Soil of a man's heart, Stonia. (laughs) 
This was so bizarre. While the mom sat by powerless to do nothing. No, well, the mom sat sorry, by she, doing nothing. She did sat nothing. by doing nothing. Yeah, she wasn't powerless. And again, I just want to emphasize this because this is important to the whole core of the episode. Pinky is not trying to save the baby at all. The truck is loud, so she levitates the truck away. That is her only yes. motivation. Correct. Okay. Yes. This is so bad. Like, if if you were working on this character at the beginning, you've established she wants to be kind. She wants to learn kindness. Right. Show her saving the baby on purpose. Yeah. Not by accident. It's such a weird turn. But there's a reason that she learns the lesson that she does, and it's because of bad mom. So this is another long one, but there's a lot of fun in here if you like weird, stilted dialogue. I don't know how you did it, but thank you so much for making that truck fly. I can't thank you enough for saving Benji's life. I'm so grateful to you. But why, you're a koala bear, aren't you? But it doesn't matter what you are. It only matters that you saved my Benji's life by making that truck fly away. Wait a minute. What am I saying? Trucks can't fly. How on earth did you manage it? With my magic. But I didn't know I was helping you. <laughs> I was being nice, wasn't I? I, Are you a good witch or a bad witch? <laughs> I, oh, if you told man. me for every human character that they had like an early AI program and they were just like running algorithms to get <laughs> these noises out, I would believe it. I, I can't even fathom how that actress recorded those lines. It sounds like every three words is a different take and none of it fits together. Well, I think this is like the cartoon that we watched with the Fonz. That I don't think that Richie Cunningham was there for the whole duration. I think they just gave him a list of words to say. Yeah, yeah. What's the Stepford Wives? Is that where they record them and make them into robots? Yeah, it's a Stepford Wives situation. Mm -hmm. They just, all of the people that they hired to do voice acting, they just had them all record certain words that are used commonly. Yeah, it's just... And string it together. All of these actors are American actors who specialized in this. So if, like, if this is your specialty, like, God... How do, how do people get jobs? Maybe this was their first role for all of them. It <laughs> <Maybe>. wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't, but it's a nice theory. But yeah. <laughs> I'm trying anything for them. I'm trying well, to I know, it's fair. I mean, but narratively, again, the mom is like, you're a koala. How am I talking to you? How are you flying? It's okay. My baby's okay. Oh, it doesn't matter as long as you get the shoes from, from the Wicked Witch. Oh, I'm suffering from psychosis, and that's okay because you're a koala, but I'm, it's fine I'm because my baby's alive. I'm in shock. I can't feel my feet. But Pinky's like, I was being nice. And the mom's like, I guess so, if that's the conclusion you choose to take from it. But like, they shook hands and they parted ways. Which is fucking crazy false equivalency. So now we cut immediately away to Blinky and to Sandy, and they're sort of lamenting that Pinky has disappeared. And she comes back. The cycle continues. I didn't mean to say those mean things. Yes, you did. You always say mean things to me. <laughs> I didn't mean to say the mean things that I definitely wanted to say. And there's a history of me saying them. And where does the comma? And Pinky's like, it's okay that you said those mean things because you were right. But I was kind and I saved the, the baby. And then I called the cops on the mother. So I'm going to go do some more nice things. I helped the baby that was in danger. And his mother said I was the nicest koala in the world so now i have to help others hey, <laughs> first of all that's not what the mother said bye she said 400 <laughs> other words but she didn't say that and then she disappears god damn <laughs> it's like when you when i get really drunk and i get stream of consciousness and ben tries to talk me out of trying to order cheeseburgers on the internet it's like that 
Yeah. But now I'm hungry and I really want some cheeseburgers and I can just order some McDonald's real quick through this app. Yeah. And Ben's like, you can't order cheeseburgers from a book. Exactly. You can't do that. <laughs> so They're so mean to her. Pinky's flown away. Yeah, because they should have killed her. That's what they should have done. I'm not for killing animals, but. They should have just sent her back to Koala Walla Land. It's true. Should have banished her back. Sent to that jungle. So. Elephant guns. Blinky, I, I mean, this could be three months later. We don't know. Blinky and Sandy are watching TV, and there's a lizard on screen who's celebrating the end of school, and he's singing a song called Bye Bye Blackboard. And then that show is interrupted <laughs> by a breaking news report. And again, breaking news usually for like, there's big fires or a murder or, God, here's some big news. There's some traffic in town. <laughs> and then the news reporter's assistant comes in and gives him a note and he's like oh the traffic's gone <laughs> it's just like what what is this world what the fuck is happening why am i watching this show within a show it's a small town Muzzles. and <laughs> and then pinky like she pinks back into the room right and she starts to explain what happened i'm outside i want to show you i've been helping the police you what the police <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to steer clear of the obvious implications here, but she has helped the police solve the traffic thing. And how has she done it? Look, I'm taking care of all the city's problem traffic. <gasps> oh, no! She has levitated all of the cars into the sky above Sandy's house. And I just... <laughs> it doesn't seem like the right solution to the problem. Right. They really should like just kill the Pinky. whole episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they need <laughs> yeah. to banish her back to a place that she understands, and which is not Earth. Yeah, she's like Bizarro Superman. Yes. <laughs> but what I like here is that the drivers of the cars are all honking horns. <laughs> like, hey, hey, get out of my way! I'm parking here. <laughs> like, why would that be the reaction? Is honking horns? They're in the sky. I'd be fucking I vomiting be out the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. So this is how it ends. <laughs> And it ends on like a freeze frame zoom out as Sandy and Blinky sprint away from the scene of the problem traffic. And that is snoozles. And would you show it to a child? I would not. Okay. It was terrible and difficult to listen to. And God help me if our <laughs> child or any child tried to imitate any of these characters. Sure. sure. All right. Dave? I'm going to teach your son the koala bear impressions just for you. <laughs> no, no, I would not show this to a child just because I don't want them to suffer my cartoon memento disorder. That's fair. CMD. I wouldn't either. And I'm sort of vacillating because on the one hand, it seems harmless, but on the other hand, it seems really fucked up. I don't Harmful. think it's harmless because I think that it unfortunately would cause some sort of dystopic rage. <laughs> I thought you were going to say some kind of like syntax problem later in life, which I, I mean guess that I could too. also yeah. say. And let's go with one to five. Oh no. Oh no. Shailen. None. Two and a half. <laughs> Damn it. No. Oh no. Oh no's. Um, <laughs> I did not find this enjoyable. I found it alarming. It was not fun. It was a 20-minute cartoon that felt like it took several days of mm -hmm. my life away from me. But I will say, 
for the sake of making sure that Dave knows that he did in fact exist throughout his childhood, <laughs> I will give it one magical koala. Okay. Okay. Dave. Thank you. That <laughs> negative rating would just fuck me up so bad. <laughs> like, no, it existed, oh my God, didn't it? You're drawing into yourself. How is this happening? <laughs> fading away like the McFly kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give this I don't I don't believe in zeros. I'm sure I've given them up before. I'm gonna give this a one. Just really shoddy, shoddy animation, voice acting, storytelling. I think a better cartoon was the seven paragraphs in in the Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is fascinating. I, I don't want to see this acted out. This goes places. It's awful, but yeah, this is cool. So yeah, seeing that in maybe over 30 minutes would be fun, but not so much. So it's, it's a one. Oh, no, oh, no, for me. I will make it a social and I will also go with one. When I watched this through the first time, I spent a lot of time going like, good Lord, like what what's happening? I was interested to see what was going on next because it just felt so insane. It was like when you get like a vision test and they start flashing the lights, like I just felt like, oh man, there's just stuff coming at me from all over the place. When I had to watch the second time to start pulling the clips and stuff out, the whole time was, I was saying good Lord, but it was more like, oh, good Lord, because it just dragged on and on. It was laborious. So how does this compare to the other Nick Jr. Koala show? I don't know. Uh, I could safely say we won't be watching that next week, but that this lasted on the air for five years does not say a lot for the state of children's television from 1988 to 1993. Fair. I watched the other koala show. Was it good? Four-year-old Shaylin really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I can't speak to how 30-something-year-old Shaylin would think about it. Okay. (laughs) Two and a half. It was fine. (laughs) So, on we go. So, this show is insane. Yep. It, it, like, everything about it was insane. The the characters, the weird jungle exploration, the woman with the koala head, even down to the title, that old pink magic. <laughs> um, so, I thought maybe I'd base my game off of that. So, this game is called The Nudzels. <laughs> Which is uh, very funny because, uh, Ben, that is what you've named this TriCast room so here. So there's irony there, too, in that I've had a longstanding idea to do a game. In the internet thing we use to record these shows, I'll put in names for the episodes, but I'll just put in some really, really fucked up shit. And I, I was going to have a game where I read that stuff and you guys would have to guess what cartoon we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, I don't know that I could say a lot of this stuff. But anyway. Uh, no, no. But it's, yeah, so Noodles. I'm going to give you the title of a Noodles episode mm-hmm. or the title of a vintage 1980s or 1970s porno. <laughs> and you're going to have to tell me if it's porno or Noodles. Will you be giving us the Japanese translated title? Or so it's, the... it's, it's either okay, or. Okay. So some of the Japanese, the, the, tra- the ones translated from Japanese were particularly strange. Mm-hmm. And some of the U.S. ones were particularly strange. So I grabbed a, a smattering of both. Reasonable enough. Okay. Ben, you're going first. Hell yeah. A friend from down under. Noozles. That's correct. Yeah. It's never established that they're from Australia. Well, I mean, they're from Koala Walla Land, which seems like alternate land Australia. 
<laughs> Australia doesn't exist in this world. It's, 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 it's Australia. Yeah. Alt Australia. <laughs> Alt Australia. It's Old Zealand. <laughs> All right, Shailen. Ready. Caught from behind. Porn. That's correct. Is it ben. is it COT and it's a camping theme porn? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, it's not. I'm telling you when my dad remarries, uh, all these things will be coming alive. <laughs> ben. Yes. Naughty but nice. Noozles. That's correct. Yeah. It's about pinky, it has to be. Shailen. That old pink magic. <laughs> Noozles. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Just trying to... Trying to get you with another California Dreams. A little, uh, little trick question. It yeah. wasn't a trick. I made a joke and neither of you got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben. Mm-hmm. Anal hospital. <laughs> Noozles. No, uh, uh, porno. <laughs> that is correct. Shailen. Chameleons. <laughs> Noozles. Incorrect. That is a porno. Is there a plot? Do you have the plot synopsis? I do not have okay. the plot. I was looking it up on my phone while I was supposed to be watching my kids. So. Fair. Hold on. Yeah. I will do a little live research as we continue. Um, do you want to go while you look it up, Ben? Yes, I do. Can you do two things at once? Let's see. Dog walker. <laughs> Porno. That is correct. Yeah. Shailen. Yes. Play acting. Noozles. That's correct. So to answer the question about Chameleon, it appears to have a full-on plot line. The main dude looks like season one Jerry Seinfeld. I'm just scrubbing through here. Don't want to get too weird on the air. And um, it looks like it gets pretty randy. So I think that it's it's got like a soap opera vibe to it. Listeners, if I'm wrong, hit us up. Hashtag. Um, Porn plot. Yeah. Okay. Or not. <laughs> Gross, Dave. Uh, ben. Yes. Behind the green door. Porno. That's correct. Yeah. Shailen. A clockwork orgy. Porno. <laughs> that is correct. Noozles. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Huh. A, that was a Japanese translation. No idea. Blame it on ginger. Oh. See, this is tight because 70s, 80s, Ginger was a really good porn name, but no, you know, I'm going to stick with my instinct. Porno. It is a porno. Shailen. Cinderella Sandy. <laughs> Both. Noozles. That is correct. It is noozles. I'm sorry. I also thought both, I'm but sorry, it's my question, both, Ben. Sure. <laughs> I didn't research it, but I was like, that's gotta be. Yeah. That's gotta be both. Let's see here. My goodness. Six to one. Ben. Or sorry, six to five. Ben, you won by one. Hell yeah. This was crazy. Here's another one just for fun. I had a tiebreaker set. Star struck. <laughs> both. Ben. Porno. It is porno. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know your porn, Ben. Andrew Noozles. I'm 70s and 80s porno. I mean, that's that's my sweet spot, you know? Yeah. It's your, uh, <laughs> I'm not bailiwick. really even sure what that means, but that's my sweet spot. <laughs> well, thanks for playing Noozles. Noozles. You, you really used your Noozle there. I'm going to dub in at the beginning and the end, just us saying Noozles into the song. <laughs> and I'm going to play the full song at the beginning and the end. Give us two more minutes here. <laughs> Noodles. That's right. Noodles. 
Um, I started referring to it as snoozles because I found it boring. Hold on. Hold on. My microphone is set aflame with that scorching hot day. Ah, my ears. Listeners may Ah. never hear the rest of this episode. These cans, they got too hot. When Sandy started yelling, I was like, oh man, I'm going to start calling this show boozles because it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a foolzle. I kept calling it poozles because I wanted to flush it down the fucking corner. It's such a piece of shit. On to the mailbag. Not shit. So TV and movies have cool vehicles. Do you ever think about abandoning the probably boring minivans that you all assuredly drive and getting with the fucking program? What kind of a fantasy vehicle would you cruise around in? Sincerely yours, Dr. Demento. Another big get. So, I mean, we've talked about a lot of cool cars and shit over our time. You got to pick your fantasy vehicle. It's a tough one. Do I have to pick one that was in a cartoon? No. I would say the 1967 Volkswagen Camper. It was one of the buses, but the top pops higher up. It has like fabric so you can camp in it. There's enough room for you to stand up Mm -hmm. Um, with the explicit condition that I know how to work on the engine because they break down a lot. So you've got (laughs) This this world, this empty canvas in front of you. All the paints, the media that you could use to paint this beautiful imaginative picture, and you chose a 67 Volkswagen bus. It's converted to run on the grease that you get rid of from a fryer. (laughs) In a world of on-brand answers, I don't know that you could have given a more on-brand answer to that question. (laughs) You could have said, like, Clavicius from My Little Pony, or... I don't know, like the car that Jem drove, but you went with a 60s Volkswagen. They're so. Is that from a show? Or? No, they're super cute and they can be very good for the environment if you use them and they smell like french fries when you drive them when they're sure, converted like sure. that. They're relatively inefficient, but you can get the parts very easily. We're still going. <laughs> so, so now your car is not only like. Not like oh, a man. futuristic car that runs on computers and holograms or whatever. Oh, now it's man. it's inefficient too. <laughs> you just have to go up the hill slowly. It's your dream sandwich. Oh man, bang the drum slowly, folks. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's part of my fifty point plan to What are you talking joy. about? <laughs> Drive us mad. Does it inspire joy? That would inspire joy in me, yes. I'd be thrilled. Dave, what year of the Chevrolet Camaro would your fantasy car be? Oh, I wouldn't drive a Camaro. It's, that's too creative. Mm-hmm. Just give me a, a, a radio flyer wagon. <laughs> give me a Huffy. I always, always wanted to drive around in the, the Ninja Turtles van. Okay, okay. That thing's fucking cool. Also, the, the Ecto Cooler. Not the not the one from the movies, but the one, the, the toy one. Uh, the, do you mean Ecto One? Yes, yes. What did I say? You said the Ecto Cooler. That's oh, well, I would drive around in that, too. You could just drive around great. inside a juice box. Delicious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Shailen gets to have answers, I'm going to have multiple answers. Because how can I choose just one? If I get to have answers? What kind of a bullshit sentence is that? If you get to answer with a, a 60s car, I get to have all the answers I want. So Yeah, I think you forfeited your answer. <laughs> the attainable one is the Back to the Future DeLorean. And the only reason I say it's attainable is one time, and this was at least a decade ago, 
not that I have money now, but like, you know, it was like fresh out of grad school, like first or second job. So not, not making a lot of money. Shailen and I were driving around and we saw a DeLorean for sale. And immediately I was like, I got to know how much it is. And it didn't have any, like I had a phone number and I, I don't like talking to people on the phone. So we never found out, but I could have had that DeLorean. And I always thought that would be cool to like soup it up. And I, I, I'm not a car guy, so there's no way that that would have actually happened. It but. was $8,500. I called them because I figured if it was under 1000 okay. I would try to pull the money and buy it for you. 8500 is almost attainable. Not, I mean, not now. It's, I did it's it's to save it for several years. But anyway, I mean, we've already talked about it. The 1989 Batmobile or Batwing. Mm. You know, I, I mean, that plane got shot down, but it was shaped like the fucking bat symbol and it had missiles and shit. It was so cool. Imagine all the thumbs up you could give me. That's right. Way up high. That's right. That Batwing. And the car, you know, like it was 35 feet long and it doesn't look like it could turn, but it had machine guns and, and Batman Returns, like it blew off and you had like the middle thing that was going through. Yeah, Fuck, it could go yeah. through like weird gothic side alleys. So cool. Related to this, I am working on the Lego 1989 Batmobile and it is similarly enormous. It's like three feet long. <laughs> I have no idea where in this house it will go, but goddamn, I like that movie. So thanks, Dr. Demento. I, I think you probably got what you were looking for out of that, if I had to guess. It's two out of three ain't bad. I mean, there were, there Wait, were it was, all answers. They're all valid answers. It's just... What is wrong with my answer? What fantasy vehicle would you drive? That is a fantasy vehicle for me to drive. You know, folks, I was just lying. I already got my fantasy vehicle, a 2012 Chevrolet Cruze. <laughs> Gets 42 miles to the gallon in eco mode. Top speed, approximately 70 miles an hour. Oh, man. Do you remember my old Saturn? That car was awesome. There's a dream car to go with my dream sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so The turkey sandwich of fantasy vehicles. It's true. Oh, man. The tuna salad of cars. Can you even imagine? It was so fucking fuel efficient. It had three doors. Listeners, we want to hear from you what your dream car is. Hashtag steak and cheese of automobiles. That will bring us to the end of Noozles. I don't think Noozles is going to bring us to a new golden age of, of watching Nick Jr. shows, but I'm glad we did it. Any closing thoughts? doesn't have to be about the noozles. Everybody's got lots to say. Do the right thing. It's not that fucking hard. Hmm. Too true. Um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) For the show, for the, for the show. Okay. (laughs) I was like, um, you might want to add context into that. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. Mm. Okay. Everybody's cool. (laughs) (laughs) You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Jiffy at WatchBotsPod. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify and your platform of choice. For Dave and for Shailen, this is Ben. Thank you for listening to another episode of WatchBots. Be cool to each other. Be like Batman. Have a cool car and do thumbs up. And to send us out, Shailen has a treat. She's going to sing Yellow Submarine in the voice of Sandy from Noozles as portraying Ringo Starr in Shining Time Station. I don't want to fuck it up, so I want to get the... I'd like to be... That's Octopus's Garden. Under the sea. Oh, I think it's... It's a different song. All the submarines. Right. Simply having a yellow submarine. 
In the town where I was born lived a man who sailed the sea, and he told us his life in the land of submarines. So we sailed on the sun until we found a sea of the green, and we lived beneath the waves and doobly doobly doo. Almost like the baby voice. Bravo. Bye. Noodles. 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 Noodles.